you've got to master leading yourself. So that's about self-discipline. That's about experience. That's about controlling your feelings. So you've got to lead yourself. From Wise Mentoring is the Wise Guys podcast, a show about accounting and bookkeeping practice owners and the many stories, lessons, and tips from their experience of transitioning from a time poor practice to a business that runs without them. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Talk to us a little bit about your um, your view on how you've monitored your KPIs or the, the driving KPIs of your business, say, over the last 10 years since you, you started and started growing and then shifted into more the CEO role than, than the, the practitioner. Yeah, it's a great it's a great question, Brenton, to look at the journey because in the early days, I didn't really know what to track. Um, you know, I'd worked in five or six firms and uh, I think all the firms I've worked in were chartered accounting firms and they all did timesheets and, and so, you know, I just filled in my timesheet and knew what my productivity was and that was about where it, where it started, you know, started and stopped. And then when I started my own firm, I just followed, you know, what everyone else does and we did timesheets and, um, you know, the, the whip would, would, would go down and, and would bill it and, and that was about it really. Um, and I didn't have any um, good structure, no rhyme or reason and, and sort of, you know, just, just stumbled along, fumbled along. And then, um, and then as I got staff and added more staff um, and knew that I wanted to step back and sort of and uh, keep growing, I really struggled with how to, how to measure the team. Like that was, and, and that was like the biggest challenge was, well, how do I measure the team? But what the problem was, we might have good productivity, but then I'd find the team would lose some clients um, or you know, we might have good responsiveness, but I couldn't, I couldn't build the whip. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I had about five areas which, which resulted in the Fab Five, um, you know, and I always come back to what Vern Harnish, um, you know, the founder of, of Gazelles and, a, and a, you know, a, a global coaching group, he, he said um, running companies is, is like raising kids. He, he's got this famous quote and he says, you only need about five rules. He says half a dozen rules and, and you can manage it. And, um, you know, and in the process of coming up with a Fab Five, you know, obviously consulted Ed around, you know, are we missing anything? It was always like, well, what else do we need? But is it too much? So, you know, there's, it's like driving a car. You've got a dashboard and the less, the less gauges we have to look at to know that we're going okay, the better. And so, you know, ran, ran this by Ed and ran it by yourself and, and you've got a lot of experience in, you know, other coaching firms and businesses you ran yourself and understanding accounting firms. So we came up with a Fab Five and I think um, from my experience in Sky, it, it covers every corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say that is uh, whether it's myself as the, <clears throat> as the CEO driving the firm for growth um, or actually diverting the the you know that you could you could say partners or or the managers senior client managers um, performance back to the right corner um, it does that and it and and what it does it achieves this concept that Ed calls um, being in control without controlling mm-hmm. and so you, 
you know, and you get, and what's really interesting, Brandon, and it is for everyone watching is that, you know, when you take the time out to have your meetings and present these KPIs in front of them, there's something about it that it, it does affect um, our actions. Our, it's our, almost our human nature that we want to be winners. You know, if we're measured against something, um, we want to win. And I think this, I think this concept, Brenton, stems from the day that we go to school. You know, the day that we go to school as little kids, what do we get every six months? We get a report yeah, card. Report card. That's right. And and then when we go off to secondary school, you know, it, it, the emphasis is ramped up more. Um, we get a report card. Uh, and then when we go to university, and, and you know, most of us do if you end up in professional services, and uh, again. Um, we get a report card. We, we want to pass our exams, and so if you if you bring this concept all the way through into into business, it's no different, and and it's in our culture as well in most countries that you know you go to the cricket. What's the thing that everyone looks at all day? <laughs> it's the scoreboard, the big scoreboard. Yeah, you know. And so why don't we? And I always ask for years. Why don't we do that in our business? Why don't we have this like? you know, um, awesome scoreboard that we can see how we're going and, mm -hmm. and everyone knows how we're going. So that's a bit about the journey and, and why I think, um, you know, the Fab Five works and if firms can me measure these KPIs and have the, have the meetings which is the group that holds it together, you can really have an impact on your direction and, and reaching your goals. Yeah, and I think, I mean, to be honest, I think what you've done with the your Fab Five and the dashboard that you run is probably the best I've seen in any firm that I've ever uh, experienced working with. So I'm excited to share that with, with everyone and sort of dive into that in a little bit more detail. But I wanted to touch on one of the points you made there and get Ed's feedback because it seems, Ed, like a lot of firms, um, the assumption would be that we'd, we'd have this fairly well in hand given the the nature of the business that we're in. But it seems that a lot of firm owners are driving down the highway without a speedometer or without a dashboard of any nature. And wh why do you think that is? Or where, where do we struggle with getting getting the, our heads around the concept of what KPIs to monitor in, in this business to make sure it's thriving? Yeah, I think the, the problem is that uh, there is a confusion between running it as a practice as a practice versus running it as a business. And if you run it as a practice, that means you're managing it from top down. And from top down management, you've got your finger on everything. You've got control over everything. You've, you know exactly where everything is. So you, there's, there's less requirement on, you know, systems and tools and measurements because you know where everything is. But the problem with that kind of um, management system from top down is that you can't scale that business and you become a prisoner in that business because if I take you out of there, that's the end of the business. And now if you're, if, and, and another, another word describing that is, is having a job. So you've got the job of, you know, keeping control of the business, but you can't scale it because you've only got so many hours in a day. And uh, once you end up, you know, working 60, 70 hours a, a week, you know, your capacity, your bandwidth runs out and you can't scale it. And that's the reason why we see firms hit about a million dollars per partner 
and then they've got to bring other people in, other partners in, because the system is not running the business. They're doing it by brute force. And because they have a lack of systems, they've got to bring another partner up, uh, introduce another partner to help control everything. So it's been controlled by partners and not controlled by by the system. And, um, and often I hear people say, oh, you don't need timesheets anymore. Why do you need timesheets? Well, if you're running a practice and you've only got it so so large and you've got your um, your hands across everything and you've got control over it, then, you know, you may not need the timesheets. But if you want to grow it um, and, and scale it, you need it to be managed from bottom up, not from top down. And what I mean by bottom up is you need to have all the systems in place and the processes and exactly what we've done with Wise Mentoring, uh, the foundation in place, and part of that foundation and the systems in place and management from bottom up is it are your timesheets because you 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 want everybody to be uh, be taking accountability for their own time and everything and the, and their productivity because you're not there to look at them so you know unlike a practice where you're there every day and you're you've got your eye on everybody and you've got your finger across your finger fingerprints across everything you know you don't need the timesheets because you're watching everything but if you you want to create a business that works without you, like like I've done and, and Jamie's done now, and uh, you need it to be managed from bottom up. So you've got to have all these systems in place and you've got to have the measurements in place. You've got to have the accountability in place so that you don't have to be controlling of everybody because nobody likes to be controlled. But you as the owner or the shareholder need need to feel that you know those main KPIs are, are going up or they're in an upward tre- trend. So it's all about trend and momentum, not about perfection. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and often, um, you know, if you don't have the systems in place, you can't manage it from bottom up. So when someone says, we don't need timesheets, I'll bet you my bottom dollar, they're running it like a practice and not like a business, and they mm-hmm. can't scale. And, they, and they, they might be happy to have a job of a certain size. And, and, and obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but... But um, that's not what I wanted uh, because I wanted the business to work without me, like like an investment. It just gave, gives me a passive income. And but then just need- on that point, the, there's a lot of rhetoric in the in the profession that you know one of the goals of a firm should be to rid themselves of timesheets completely. I mean, we've touched on this a few times in other clinics, but can you just touch on this again? And and what's your view on that? Well, I think that's absolutely ridiculous because it's a bit like saying I'm a carpenter and I'm going to rid myself of having a hammer. <laughs> it's the Good tool point. to run. You know, like it's a t- it's the tool to to manage the business and to to you know I, I've often said that if you have a, an extraordinary system, you can hire ordinary people. Mm-hmm. But if you have an ordinary system. You've got to hire extraordinary people. And the problem with hiring extraordinary people is that they're really hard to find and they're really, really expensive. Mm. Now, if you've got a boutique firm and you, you, you're able to offer really uh, something that's really unique that clients can't get from anywhere else, then you can get away with that model. But we all do the same things. We all do BASs. We all do compliance. We all do tax. We're, we're all the same. So, so you, you, but... 
the, the flip side of it, it's highly, it, if you get the system to, and built the system so it's extraordinary, you can scale that in a big way. And uh, so, so you've got the trade-off between the two. But, but as I said, unless you've got something that's really unique about what you offer, well, unfortunately or unfortunately, we all offer the same thing. And if you don't systematize it and you don't build extraordinary systems, then you're, you have to hire extraordinary people. And then you can't scale that model. And that's why you find firms hit a million dollars per partner and they can't scale it anymore because their systems are, ex, uh, are ordinary. And therefore, they need to hire extraordinary people. So they bring in another partner. And, and, and that's the whole problem with, with not having timesheets and so forth because you, you've got to manage it from top down. And that, that is totally unscalable. And, uh, and, you know, you hit a million dollars and, you're, and then the worst of all is you've, you're a prisoner in your business. And, and that's the last thing you want, really. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For more practical, wise tips on how to build a business that runs without you, head over to wisementoring.com forward slash podcast to download a free copy of the Accountant's 20-Hour Workweek Playbook. We've included a link in the show notes below. See you on the next episode.